0: This is The Christian Artist, honoring Christ through creativity. My name is Caleb. My name is AJ. Welcome to another episode of The Christian Artist. Connor is unfortunately not here because uh, we spent all day cleaning our garage and he's really tired, so he decided to opt out of this one. But it's okay, AJ's here. Hola. So it's not just me, which would be uh, unfortunate. Because I never never have enough energy when it's just me here. I I only did it once, but I definitely didn't have that much energy. If you listen to that episode, you'll know. And limited conversation. (laughs) Well, yes. I basically just talk to myself. It's kind of awkward. But yes. um, What are we talking about today, AJ?
1: Graphic design.
0: Oh. This is an episode about you, isn't it? Nope. It's about graphic design. (laughs) (laughs) But it's like your thing. So probably going to focus a lot on you. Probably. <laughs> I'm, the reason I'm saying that is because I'm going to title the episode, Anthony Weissensel, Graphic Designer.
1: I'm honored. Yeah,
0: you're welcome. The other two episodes that have been named after uh, people are Jesus Christ story ca- Storyteller and uh, King David Musician. So uh, you should, are in great company. I should
1: probably take my name out. <laughs>
0: Just Graphic Designer? Yeah, I feel That's a little that.
1: too proud, yeah. <laughs> I need to be humbled.
0: No, it's fine. It's fine. I want I want to have themes for the names of our podcast, and so like anytime we do a song episode, I want to do like songs about something, and then anytime we do an episode about a specific person, we're going to do you know their name, comma, and what they do, or a colon. What? No, just a comma. Oh yeah, probably not a colon. I'm a fan of of comma. Yeah. no not a colon The large intestine no we don't put the large intestine before people's names or after people's names I bet what they do and then what they do <laughs> so yeah basically this episode is going to be like an interview i'm going to ask aj some various questions about graphic design and what he does and how he does it and uh, he's going to answer i assume unless he decides not to for some odd reason i mean that's what we've agreed upon so all right let's just go ahead and kick it off all right, so, AJ, uh, tell us real quick about the kind of art that you make and what you're doing with your graphic design degree that you got from college.
1: Yep, so <laughs> I graduated over a year ago, and I had a graphic design job at a sign-making company for about a month and a half, and then was let go because I was not able to keep up with the pace that they wanted for each of the individual um projects that clients had Um, and then since then I got a job as a preschool teacher and all of my graphic design work is just on the side for fun stuff uh, with bible verses and incorporating typography with other simple graphic elements, just basic shapes and other stuff with that and now trying to start incorporating photography into it. I got a nice camera Uh, Sony, one of their new mirrorless cameras, the Alpha 5000, and that's more of a daytime camera, so trying to start incorporating that along with the typography. Can't talk right now. Incorporate that with the typography.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right, so first question. How do you maintain integrity as an artist while still remaining relevant to the culture?
1: I think the biggest thing with being able to remain relevant without... Sacrificing integrity is that uh, you can notice trends within other people's work, but at the same time, when those trends include things that are just, they're outright against whatever convictions that you have um, based on God's word, that you just don't include those things. And there's other really cool graphic techniques and other things that are uh, coming out every so often new ones and you can incorporate those into your work and even go beyond that and start doing your own kind of graphic design trends to have your own work be unique and have it stand out from the crowd as well
0: all right so what are some ways that you personally experience visual art
1: um, i'd say for me a lot of it just throughout my day uh, as a preschool teacher you can see book covers and all the pictures that the different artists used or the illustrator used mm-hmm. in those books and then also just any billboards uh, signage on the front of restaurants and uh, random small companies and bigger companies and just their logos and their use of uh, different text and font and the ways that they do that in some cases it's pretty bad and <laughs> looks yeah like, I, i've looks been like at restaurants and, with you where you're you're judging the the yeah, menus yeah and some, so sometimes it's not too far off and it still looks pretty visually good for someone that's not within the graphic design field But it just it still looks like a clean piece, but there's things that could be, like small things that could be changed with it. And that's the same thing that you're going to have when you're doing a critique in a college art, art course is you're going to see the little nitpicky things that could ultimately get that piece to appeal to the full range, the full audience of graphic designers and other people as well that are more visually acute to those kind of things. But especially just, like, little companies and other stuff where they just don't have the budget and they really kind of go by, like, a, a crowdsourcing website for the logo and it just mm. is, like, this really horrible thing that looks like someone <laughs> took, like, a minute in Illustrator and slapped shapes together and s- put a font under it and they're like, mm-hmm. here's my beautiful piece for you. It, that's That'll be $25 and you already have your logo. You're welcome. Yeah, that's that's funny because that's kind of the
0: exact same attitude i have sometimes about stories i I will look at a story and be like i could do that so much better and this is like a hollywood produced film and i'm looking at i'm like i know how to fix this movie and and nobody else it's just like i don't understand sometimes with with stories it's just like why why did that happen that 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 didn't need to happen that was so pointless i feel it man i feel it do you know of any examples of visual art in the bible that you can share
1: i would say for me as far as visually, the things that pop out to me most in the Bible, or are when it describes things spatially, um, with the Holy of Holies and all hmm. the different colors of the fabrics, with the the purples and the scarlets and all that stuff, um, and the specific descriptions of the cherub- cherubim that are on each side of the of the tabernacle, that uh, to me it really pops out and those colors become very vibrant as I'm listening or as I'm reading I don't really listen to the Bible on the audio Bible but as I read (laughs) sometimes I read through it um, and then also in the um, creation account um, just trying to imagine visually what it would look like um, as God is bringing things Mm -hmm. into being as having the trees and all the foliage and the birds of the air and the fish of the sea and yeah. little land animals just trying to imagine visually like what that would look like. And it's, mm-hmm. yeah.
0: That's very interesting. Just interesting. just the way when what, what I'm hearing you talk about all this stuff, just the way that you and I, our brains work basically the same except with different mediums of art. Like you're noticing okay. all these things about the way things look. And, and a lot of the times when I'm reading the Bible, I will notice like um, character motivations and, uh, just the way that like i i want to see this played out as a story and like i, I see this base outline of a story there but like in my mind i'm like i just want to see it i want to i'm gonna feel it i want to read this as a story and see like the whole big picture and like the the minute details of emotions on these characters faces and stuff like that and it's very interesting yeah all right so uh can you elaborate on some of your own personal moral boundaries with visual art like lines you've decided not to cross uh things you've decided not to do because of your integrity
1: yeah um Say for me, just avoiding anything that's going to be inappropriate and sexualized things within Hmm. my artwork, that's just a boundary. Just avoid it and not have any of that kind of stuff within my work. There was one art piece uh, that I did back during my, I think it was my freshman year, maybe my sophomore year of college, um, in my 2D design class, I believe it was. Where we had to do uh, It was based on um, the concept of the gaze and um, how having a shared gaze from someone that's being victimized um, by having typically a male viewer looking and uh, being a voyeur and that voyeurism that goes on but then when there's a return gaze from if it's a woman being victimized by being objectified, that that return gaze then destroys that for the man and then turns it to being uh having the man be convicted rather than hmm. just sitting there and being able to objectify right. and feel completely free from feeling bad about it by no, yeah. having that return gaze. That makes come back. completely
0: sense. So that that, makes completely
1: sense. <laughs> yeah, so that, that project makes
0: a lot of sense. Yeah,
1: so that project then it was like uh Compound shape bouquet, which is based off of. Uh, <laughs> as a base. oh, I'm imagining just bunch of squares and rectangles, like coming out of stems. Yeah, so it's just like pieces where the, the overlapping ones would then be, like a white space, and then the other pieces would be black. So the spaces where they would overlap would then be like white, but then you could also have other details, um, as the negative space coming out of areas, mm-hmm. based on uh, the Charlie's Angels shape bouquet of like all three of, Charlie's Angels in different positions. One of them facing to left I think right. one of them has guns another one like doing karate chop and then mm-hmm. i don't know if the other one has fists up or something so that was kind of the basis for the visual direction for that project mm-hmm. um but just the visual things that i used on it uh it's not any visual things that i would do with any projects that mm-hmm. i currently do at all and since that project I haven't done any projects that have that kind of direction with them at all i just don't want to incorporate things mm-hmm. that are not gonna point people to christ and mm-hmm. you can talk about um about sex and purity and other things in ways that don't have to visually at the same time be sinful and right in the right. way that you present those things it can be helpful completely both mm-hmm. visually and the way people hear something
0: to help them out hmm. yeah that's a really good way of looking at it like i'm, I'm just continuing to draw parallels from from my own experience just the way of you know how stories sometimes can objectify and portray sex and stuff like that in a way that is not helpful and or it's very very harmful to the person who's reading it yeah. but there are plenty of ways to portray sex and and things of that nature um to a reader in explicit detail but in a way that you know still honors the person the people involved and, and like doesn't objectify things and, and actually paints the truth of the matter yeah huh. it's very interesting What are some of your favorite mediums to cross over with visual art? Like you personally or just, you know, when you're looking around, what are some cool
1: things you like to see crossed
0: over or or supplemented with visual art?
1: Um, I'd say for me, doing projects that transfer over onto T-shirts like I did for the youth group Mm -hmm. uh, here at the church. I own one of those T-shirts. Yep. And then also I did it for uh, Campus Crusade at UW-Whitewater for one of our retreats for the spring retreat in 2013, I believe. And that was fun doing that t-shirt and designing that and then seeing it Mm -hmm. as a finished product. And then also just doing a bunch of um, Bible verse typography kind of projects and then having those, printing those off, framing those, and then being able to have that kind of visual transfer from what's on the screen within my portfolio to actually be a piece that can be hung on the wall. Hmm. And then Obviously, I like to see that kind of same thing with movie posters and mm-hmm. uh, especially now with the graphic designers that are doing CD covers for Christian artists. It's mm-hmm. very, it's really interesting just seeing uh, the quality of work compared to looking back to the 90s. Where was, <laughs> oh, the 90s. And it doesn't necessarily even have to be Christian artists. Just uh. any artists, really. A lot of them, um, but I guess especially Christian artists, like the bar seemed to be... Mm flipped on that scale back then where it was like they didn't, because they were not necessarily making as much money that they, the graphic design was at a far less level. And they and wanted to cut like, corners and stuff. Cut yeah. corners and just look like they have their f- a picture of them. They slapped it on the cover and added some obscure, or not obscure, unknown font that's just really <laughs> bad to use in graphic design work. And they slapped it on there, but that the tides have really changed and turned on that and it's uh yeah just awesome seeing beautiful pieces of artwork on covers for that and mm-hmm. then uh and then having fun critiquing uh menus at restaurants <laughs> their new hipster menu- menus yeah. that try and be typographically edgy and uh-huh. still have some kind of weird things going on in little spots mm
0: mm-hmm. mhm so just before we started recording, you're talking to me about this uh, interesting like sculpture project you were working on um, that kind of incorporated music into it at
1: the same time. But can you elaborate? Yeah. Um, uh, so it was really interesting because back at UROC, we had I had some more hands-on art classes where we actually had a three-dimensional piece like for my 3D art class that I took there, and it's it's really fun being able to take a project from. A drawn or designed thing on the computer and then to put it into not just uh, a single two dimensional plane within a picture mm-hmm. frame of that bi- bible verse or whatever it is that I des- I designed but actually being able to take it make a three dimensional object of it and do that process with your hands mm-hmm. to make the thing and then especially with this project that I did for uh, my sculpture class when we were doing all of the different uh, three dimensional work that's natural to a sculpture class Um, We got to do a box project, and I was inspired by one of the artists that had some work um, in one of the shows at the school that he was exhibiting where he had um, special amplifiers that he had created where it's um, according to, I don't know if it's just physics or what in addition to physics that he used to figure this out, but a fluted octahedral shape allows the sound to travel mm-hmm. out at the best and be amplified better than normal amplifiers. Like, yeah, this just is the geometry and acoustics optimal, and stuff, Optimal yeah. shape for it to work acoustically. And so I kind of incorporated a similar thing into my project with sound and shapes and reflection of sound off of areas. And I made this pyramid shape, um, and it has an area in the middle where a Bluetooth speaker can go in it. So then I can play music through that. And depending on how many sides of that pyramid of the four sides that I open up so that it comes down, the sound Mm -hmm. is reflected differently. Hmm. Um, And then especially with songs that have a lot of bass or just adding volume to it especially, even if it doesn't have a lot of bass, even just if it has a lot of the upper end stuff, the treble within it, it can still be very interesting acoustically to mess around with those sides of the pyramid and Hmm. have the sound You still have that? In interesting ways, I do. Hmm.
0: I might have to go over to your house and mess with it someday. <laughs> That'd be pretty fun. All right. Um, this question doesn't have to do directly with graphic design, but more of just you, I guess. Um, who's your favorite character in the Bible, and how do you relate to them?
1: Favorite character? Um I know earlier I said Jesus, but I'm trying to think of more (laughs) specifically. That is such a cop out answer. Yeah, I'm trying to think of someone more (laughs) specifically. Um. Hmm. I'd have to say maybe. like Nehemiah or or Ezra, just some of the prophets um, after the Babylonian captivity where they're coming out and they're reestablishing, building all the walls and just, uh, I think that kind of resonates with me. So then Mm -hmm. just what's going on there of reestablishing someone that's been uh, gone through some really tough times as a result of something they did, some sin that they committed um, and just helping them out of that getting them reestablished and having their focus turn back onto God or to God if it never was on God. Hmm. Uh, I guess that's kind of resonates with me Mm -hmm. of just friends that I had in high school that were more like acquaintances and then being able to, from where I was in high school where I was just more of a nice guy and not very serious about my faith to now actually being serious about my faith and wanting to reconcile those relationships and actually Mm -hmm. have them be genuine friendships to have those conversations about God and not worry about. Oh, they w- don't want to talk about God because I had a really awesome conversation with um, with one of those friends, and it was just uh, amazing to see how that conversation went and mm-hmm. just the transparency that was there with just sharing the stuff uh, that I had gone through, and, the, and then him sharing what he'd gone through. It was, yeah, awesome, really, really awesome to do that.
0: Yeah, it's really interesting. I've always liked asking that question to people and just seeing who they relate to in the Bible. Um, it, it, it often, uh, not necessarily reveals because I often know the people really well, but it, it does resonate a lot with, um, I'm like, Oh yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense that you, you know, relate to that person and stuff like that. It's very interesting. I'm at, uh, I trying to make your random syllables. At, all right. All right. I woke up. uh, 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 uh <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> Shout out to Dale. (laughs) Yeah. On a previous episode, Connor was talking about um, how he thought it was interesting that, that when people relate to uh, specific Bible characters, a lot of times they relate to people who they share the same struggles with. And I know that's, that's uh, the same with me, especially like I I resonate with King David and Peter probably the most. And those are both figures who have, who messed up a lot. And I, I resonate with their specific struggles and the things they've gone through or they went through. And uh it's very interesting, just yeah, just just hearing about the way people um, resonate with the the like the, the hardcore beliefs that these people fought for and the you know the struggles that they had and stuff like that. It's very interesting. So thank you for adding to my list of Bible characters that are like people I know.
1: You're welcome, Ezra, Nehemiah, and another one that I'm forgetting right now. <laughs> Was it the the one guy that the the people
0: talk to people and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> you just said it just earlier and i can't remember
1: i think that's it i think it's kind of mainly those two yeah it mainly been those two yeah nehemiah and ezra I guess.
0: all right um as a graphic designer what are some things that you notice slash like about film
1: um some things that i really like about film is where they sometimes they don't necessarily have to fully use graphic design but they can incorporate uh film clips or clips of locations or even just the one clip and divide it up or do it in some way that isn't just a static clip or a clip of the camera panning from one side to another of a location and then switching to another pan and having three more names pop up (laughs) that are in the cast of people um and then the way they do that as well in the in the uh uh at the end of the movie with the credits the intro credits since there's the boring credits after that where it's just (laughs) Uh, Design-wise, super boring, and it just looks like someone slapped it in, uh, which is pretty much what they do because it's—they don't need to have all that fancy stuff on. And yeah, most people don't actually worth stick, of, stick ten stick minutes of extra for... credits that you want to, don't want to see. Yeah,
0: though, though that might start swinging around because so many people are uh, they mess with it. No, well, there, so many people are putting
1: clips after the credits. Yeah, and maybe they're like, oh, maybe these are kind of important. <laughs> you can sneak in some Randy fun, random funny. Randy, grand, Randy, Randy fun, Randy funny random i'm gonna call it randy that's pretty <laughs> randy. i don't need to say random anymore
0: i have one more question for you but i'd just like to say thank you very much for uh letting me interview you at the last second because connor decided
1: to you know bail on me you're welcome and still bitter. i hope i did not jargoggle too many of the people that are listening with my graphic design terms you may look them up on the internet if you have become <laughs> jargoggled. <laughs>
0: So for, so, for the people who didn't just uh, look up a bunch of uh, old or middle English words like you did just a minute ago, um,
1: what does jerk goggle mean? It means to confuse. And uh, if you all are pretty energetic, you should probably quag swag a little bit. <laughs> quag swagging is pretty fun.
0: What does quag swag mean?
1: It means to move back and forth, to sway back and forth. <laughs> the more you know, the more you know. Uh, yeah, the last
0: question. Um, so what are your plans for the future, like in graphic design and just your career and where you think you might be headed, where you want to be headed, that kind of stuff?
1: Um, where I want to be headed, don't necessarily know if this is going to be the case, but it'd be nice to, uh, to find an avenue uh, in graphic design where I can do um, Christian work or do work that's um, based uh, with a goal for some sort of ministry, Christian ministry or church or whatever it is. Um, and do that work while also doing, or instead of that, doing like photography work uh, in addition to graphic design work with Bible verses and other Christian things and uh, finding an avenue where I can have that be sold and then have that be able to support me. Uh, Realistically, I think that it might not necessarily be that, and it might be more of uh, finding some kind of job that could be close to ministry or just be a job that's fulfilling and then be able to do just graphic design stuff. Um, That's Christian work, just on the side for fun and just keep doing that as a hobby. Even though that was my major I did in college, I don't know if that's going to – it's much easier for – I don't know if it's easier, but uh, the classic route of someone that's going to college for graphic design is having three internships while you're in college mm -hmm. uh, and having experience with graphic design firms and doing all of their uh, busy, boring work. Uh, all their printing and mm-hmm. even though it's not necessarily bad and it's really gets you to know the whole process and how mm-hmm. the colors are printed and everything um, you do that. And then they go from there to graduating and getting a job at some graphic design firm or company and just doing all that work. But for me personally, I just, that's not the route that I feel that God has called me to because it's, uh, an extremely demanding field if you go in that mm-hmm. direction with it. And it's, um, with me personally, with people that I have know that have taken that route or that are were going to take that route out of college. Uh, don't know if it's necessarily just because they're doing that or just the people themselves, but pride can be just a huge thing and just infiltrates so much. So thinking that they're the best thing in the world and they're the best graphic designer ever, and, <laughs> and uh, you're not a thing if you're not them. Mm-hmm. But I guess that could happen in any any, yeah, any uh-huh. kind of line of work that you're doing whether mm-hmm. someone's a Christian or not a Christian or whatever I've heard of lots of writers who are like that yeah.
0: <laughs> unfortunately but yeah I mean the other I can't think of anything else to say <laughs> except to stutter randomly Randy, stutter Randy all the time Randy Lee Randy Lee Randy
1: Lee hello Randy Lee What's the shout out for you <laughs> wherever you are
0: (laughs) but yeah i mean do you happen to want to answer the random weird
1: questions we got were you kelching right there kelching i think you were kelching
0: was i kelching
1: let's check (laughs) kenching sorry you were were kenching for what is uh what is kenching to laugh loudly (laughs)
0: All right. Um, do you happen to want to answer the weird questions we got on Facebook?
1: I would be most obliged.
0: All right. Well, um, we have a couple questions we got mostly from my mom on uh, Facebook, uh, but we can go ahead and answer those real quick.
1: Hello, Christy and Rachel.
0: Hello. <laughs> um. All right. First question: My mom is throwing down the gaunt-, gaunt My mom is throwing down the gauntlet here with. What do you think of? The Planned Parenthood videos.
1: I would have to say that uh, it's extremely disturbing seeing that truth visually, and just thinking of someone that's having that having that going on, they're mm-hmm. doing that procedure and then filming that. Uh, it just. For those of you who don't know, what we're talking
0: about somehow. I, I mean, it's all over the news, but uh, yeah. basically, Planned Parenthood was taking body parts from aborted children and selling them so yeah that
1: happened yeah it's really more and just in those videos too of the sales that are going down of Mm -hmm. naming off body parts in special code worded ways to try and prevent outside people that Mm -hmm. are at that restaurant or whatever from with the the restaurant or wherever location there's one of the videos i think where they were in a restaurant or something i don't think it was at the planned parenthood place Mm -hmm. i'm not sure I was maybe, about to say, just, just
0: the juxtaposition of selling children's body parts at a restaurant no. <laughs> just makes my mind go to a horrifying, horrifying yeah, no.
1: place. I one of the videos, that's what it looked like they were at. Okay. It looked like they were at some fancy restaurant talking about this deal, mm-hmm. or whatever it was, of what was going to go down for all that stuff. Yeah, just horrifying, the truth of it. Um, but seeing it visually, it's just makes it that much more disturbing. And just needing to have that be something where it switches from what it is to actually being a place where there, um, there's integrity about plan, uh, about parenthood that actually is planned mm. and is laid out in a way that can provide for for that child mm-hmm. from birth and on um, in a positive way that is truly going to plan it out and have it be a successful endeavor for, that, for the parenting of that child.
0: Mm-hmm. There, just having random sex because you feel like it and don't care about the consequences instead of that yeah yeah (laughs) yeah i mean i pretty much agree with everything you just said there thank you mom for changing the entire tone of this conversation all right my mom has another question here uh three questions actually um what do you think of babies
1: i mean they're pretty cool yeah it's interesting just how fast they grow and just uh just thinking of all that's going on as they're developing and just how quickly it's developing compared to once you're an adult, then it's just uh and
0: then you just die. You're slowly dying. And at that then you point. just,
1: once you get bruises and scrapes, you have that scar for forever. <laughs> it doesn't just heal away. Mm-hmm. It, it stays there.
0: One of the one interesting things that I I was expecting this question to be answered a lot less seriously, but you know what? Let's, let's do it anyway. Um, right now, uh, you know, the Martin family has a foster kid, um, Cole, and he is the, the smallest, At to quote Mickey Ginter, he's the smallest little nugget ever and he's like the most adorable little nugget ever he's a premature child and uh he's like this he's this tiny little thing and he's so cute i got to hold him the other night and i held him for like an hour and it was uh, i want a kid so badly there's it's so interesting to just there's he was so tiny and it was it was just adorable but like it's it's very interesting because right we just got a puppy too. Um, and they're basically the same age, Cole and, and our puppy, Nimbus. Infant fever. Yeah. And <laughs> it's very interesting just the way that they both even kind of look similar in the way that, like, they're pudgy and, like, small and tiny and adorable. And, it's a
1: yellow fat. Yeah. The it, it's a technical term of uh-huh. all that extra baby fat that they mm-hmm. still have to burn off. It's just, yeah.
0: It's it's cool. Young young things are cool. Young growing things are, are just awesome.
1: Except when it's sin. That's not cool.
0: Young growing. (laughs) (laughs) That is such a good point. (laughs) You are correct there, my friend.
1: And that refers to the verse in James. uh, James chapter one. Gives birth to death. Yes, exactly.
0: We'll put that in the liner notes. Uh, The the follow-up question to my mom's question was, uh, when will I have grandbabies? And uh, the answer to that is, uh, ask Connor, mom.
1: I thought the answer was ask Connor when he's having babies.
0: Um, well, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I see how that, that would have come off. Badly. Yeah. Cause then she would just
1: ask Connor and then she, then she would get very furious. Uh,
0: but yeah, I don't know, mom, <laughs> why are you asking me over a podcast <laughs> instead of in person? It's kind of a personal question. Um, I don't know. A couple years, probably. Well, few years. Maybe like f- five. Five is a good number.
1: It's two to five years, Christy.
0: No, I don't think two. It's definitely not going to be two. It's it's we're going to be like five or six, unless Connor gets married before I do and decides to have children, which I mean, it's possible.
1: He's <laughs> coming to college soon. He could find the lady. Find the lady. A lady. Sorry, we're not talking about that. Uh, the one thingy. Oh right. Yeah. yeah. No. No. We don't subscribe it just to that. There's got to be something that's good mm-hmm. that you can come alongside and to any marriage can work yeah, yeah exactly just gotta work work with it it's a team it's not just <laughs> man this
0: conversation has gone all over the place just really serious stuff oh and my mom's next question is uh what do you think of puppies and i think i already answered that <laughs> yep i think you did there are adorbs. <laughs> <laughs> hashtag adorbs. all right last question uh katie kilmer our ever-present questioner um do you like cats or dogs more? Um, I would have to say dogs by just a little bit, um, but I'm, I'm I'm mostly just like a like a half and half. I don't really care. I don't really care either way. I, I like cats and I like dogs for different reasons.
1: Say I'm more more of a dog person. Um, I think that's a little bit with allergies with some cats where petting mm-hmm. them and then allergies flare up and that's
0: doesn't exactly give kind of you a swayed, positive outlook kind of sways, against the It sways,
1: yeah. <laughs> sways my choice. Like if those <laughs> allergies weren't there, they'd probably be closer to 50-50. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I think puppies are maybe a little bit more enjoyable, or dogs in general, as mm-hmm. far as being able to train them yeah. like, more fully and not just have them like –
0: Do whatever they want. Do
1: whatever they want. And they're like, oh, you want me off of your laptop? Uh, I'm just going <laughs> to rub up against your shoulder. <laughs> And then yeah, it's like the keyboard.
0: I, I love my cats, but they annoy me sometimes, and I love my dogs, but they annoy me sometimes, and it's just there's pros and cons to each. Like my my cats are very different. Like Charlie, he's just a punk. In every way possible, he'll he'll be like super lovey-dovey, and will want to like cuddle with you and be pet and stuff like that. And then literally, like two minutes later, he'll just attack your face and, and try to scratch your eyes out, and just like yeah. you're the you're a devil cat.
1: Yeah, and and dogs don't jump up on the TV stand and walk in front of the TV. When you're yeah, watching it. yeah. Lucky does that quite a bit. It's funny because Rascal, our our six,
0: what is it like sixteen pound cat, and that's not good for a cat. <laughs> um, she's like super fat and she just sits around all the time and I I never I go up and pet her sometimes she's a nice cat I mean I don't have anything wrong she's nothing wrong with her it's just I just come some sometimes forget she's there because she's always in the same spot sleeping and then Lucky Lucky is a fantastic cat because he's almost like a dog in the way that he's just super friendly and he'll just but then he's definitely a cat because he'll lay on everything and and walk in front of the TV and lay on the
1: PlayStation and um and switch from when you're playing with him then he thinks you're not playing with him and then he's trying to attack your hand because he yeah. thinks as you're swaying it in his face That's uh-huh. now become something that needs to die
0: <laughs> exactly he often he often lays out my laptop too as you were saying you were saying and then sometimes he like paws my face like over and over and over again like are you gonna pet me yet yeah like he's trying, and it's funny because if he would, if he would have had claws, it's like I'm a scratching post, and it would be a much different situation. <laughs> but because he doesn't have claws, it's it's kind of pleasant sometimes.
1: Face massage. Yeah. Cat masseuse.
0: Cat masseuse for hire. <laughs> I think we may have just found our hashtag. Not like yet, not like anyone. Cat actually... masseuse for hire. <laughs> <Hashtag> cat.
1: <laughs> cat masseuse for hire. The whole thing. Yeah.
0: Hashtag cat masseuse for hire. Um. Yeah, I mean not like it, it, literally no one has ever used these. Well, two people have like at the very beginning of the podcast, but uh, our hashtag have you catched today? <laughs> <laughs> Basically, use a hashtag There's an inside joke of anything we said um and uh I mean just talk to us at all. That would be pleasant. <laughs> if you jargoggle us with your hashtags, we'll appreciate it. Yes. Yes, we will. Uh, yeah, uh, you can find us on Twitter at Christ underscore art underscore show at Facebook at Christian art- or Facebook dot com slash Christian artist show and at our website at Christian artist show dot com. You know, it's really funny. Whenever I say that tagline or that, I guess it is a tagline that closing credit stuff. I always like slur everything because it's there's so many sh- sh- sounds in there. Christian artist show. Yeah, it's it's a, it's it's a hassle.
1: Like a castle.
0: Sure. <laughs> I was trying to think of anything that Shire. rhymed with castles, <laughs> but uh, I couldn't. Uh, we should probably stop before
1: we this degrades any further. <laughs> the rhyming game. <laughs> It'll begin now and last for three hours. Prepare yourselves. Get some food. Take a bathroom break. <laughs> <laughs>
0: this is a special edition of the podcast, but no. I think we're basically to be going to be done now because it's late and I'm tired and the end (laughs) that's it my name's caleb my name's aj thank you for
1: listening